This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar. The freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back to another episode of Swan's Cast Podcast and two wins in a row, two big wins in a row, smiles on our faces because... It is the double doob or the doob doob or the double double, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, welcome back to another episode. We're talking about the fourth win on a bounce against those up the road, Cardiff. I don't think. I mean, how many years was it until the first one, and then you just have to wait one more year till the second? Yeah. Like, never thought would be imaginable. You know, hundred ten. Hundred ten years to the first double, and then you just Two they all come at once. <laughs> They all come at once. So anyway, um, some some good good stuff to talk about. It was good stuff in the last one, and now it's even better. I mean, I I got to mention it straight away, obviously, before we get into the sort of housekeeping stuff before we start. But it couldn't have been done in a better way, especially after I don't know if you saw the interviews from some of the Cardiff players. Our swans yeah. have been rinsing them on TikTok about it. It was a Mark Harris who was saying like, yeah. Oh, you know, we owe those up the road. Um, we owe we owe it to our fans to like maybe we can get a good early goal or or maybe we can get a last minute winner. And it's like oh, we, got we did both. both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, yeah. The social media team have been working overtime since the game. They're brilliant, aren't they? Again, they just seem to up it every I tell you what, Cardiff are gonna go mental when they eventually beat us at some point. Because we've I just mean, been up in it every year. They do a win, and they they like they very yeah. much overdo a good performance against us. Like you could argue they had a good performance, I guess, this time, but they didn't win. Nothing, nothing came of it. So, yeah. but I'm, um, you know, I think I'm ready for that when it's it's their turn at some point. We've had like really good run, and you know, when it goes the other way, they're gonna absolutely lap it up because that's <laughs> what happens. And you know, we can't. We're not gonna win every game for the rest of our lives. It's just that's not realistic to think. But the way things are going. It might not be for a couple of years if we actually play him again. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit more going forward. But as always, 
thank you for the support. We have hit over 500, we're on 505 now, so we would like to continue to grow. We are going to do a giveaway at the start of next season because of the 500 milestone that we uh, hit, so thank you very much. But if you haven't already subscribed, please click the big red subscribe button underneath Lee. So if he points down somewhere down, down there, and uh, we really would appreciate your support as always. And click the thumbs up as well if you enjoyed that win against Cardiff, the double do. And let us know in the comments for your match day experience, whether you were at the game or were you watching it at home, were you watching it somewhere else, very legally, um, because the stupid decision to put it on at three o'clock, of course, on a Saturday. It's like everything, it's, it's literally like we won the double twice now, ever, and both times it wasn't on TV. How ridiculous. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later with the TV stuff. We went on a rant last time, but there's been a little bit of an update, but not the news perhaps we would have wanted um, to come with that sort of conversation anyway in regards to watching the football matches on the TV. So, But obviously, there's only one place to start, and that is Swansea against Cardiff. So obviously, if you've been living under a rock, you might not have seen that Swans did win 3-2 against Cardiff. So on aggregate for the last like, oh, there's they, they've done a TikTok, haven't they, over the last ten games, and it's something ridiculous. I know Cardiff scored five goals, but I, f- I forgot how many we scored. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, I was trying to think. It was, I'll I'll shall I'll shall get that up right now. But um, I mean, you were at the game. I unfortunately was hoping it was going to get moved because got a bucket off work, and usually. In the, in the past, it's always got moved to a Sunday, so I've tended to wait, get the Sunday off, but didn't move it again, so I couldn't get the Saturday, unfortunately. So I wasn't able to go, but you were there, so if you would like to tell us about maybe the pre-match experience before we actually start talking about the games. Yeah, pre-match, I just think it's getting on my nerves now with the like bubble trip. It's just such a long day for our closest trip. Um Oh, I, I I don't know how they can do it any better, but it's just such a faff because we had like leave the stadium at like I don't know like quarter to twelve, say for a three o'clock kickoff of the road. You got to go to the services and just outside of Cardiff, and then you're just stuck there for ages waiting for the police to come and bring in like so many buses at a time, and you got to wait for them to come back to bring in another. It's just I don't know how they can do it any differently, but hopefully they can just go straight to the stadium instead of waiting in the services. Just <clears throat> yeah. By the time our bus left the services, it was like, like you know, like an hour and a half till kickoff. So all the football traffic was trying to go in as well. So it just took ages, and the police had to stop all the roads. And it was just like, yeah, I, I, I. How long was you there before kickoff? Uh, we got there about about forty five minutes before kickoff, I think. So you're there. It was there in plenty of time, but it's just like just takes ages. I mean, considering. Yeah. Swansea a quarter to 12 there by like two o'clock ish. Actually, it was later than that because I remember the teams coming out while I was on the bus. So I think it was, it was yeah, I don't know, it was probably about quarter past two, perhaps two that we got there. The aggregate one. score, by the way, for the last 10 games was 18 4 to the Swans. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know if it'll be a bubble trip forever, but uh, I don't know. It's still the only bubble trip left. Isn't I mean, it? In the... there was anti. They, they obviously put a statement of the anti-social behaviour, and we talk a bit about that later on. And there's the Swans fan, obviously, that got a little, little bit battered in the home end, um, to put it nicely. 
So yeah, maybe we'll touch on that later. But um, I just wanted to say in regards to the pre-match then. So you're in you're in 45 minutes early. Obviously, there's videos doing the rounds on social media of Lee Trundle leads in the orchestra. Yeah. Were you yeah. part of that? Did you see that happening? Yeah, I saw, saw Trundle there. In all fairness, there's always, um, there's always uh, like a, a, a former player who's there. It's just this always a, this always feels like a massive occasion because you had like. Who was it before? McBurney and Rodon. McBurney was there and Rodon. And um, Leon Britton was there last year, I remember. Trundle was there this year. I think Ben Lloyd, one of our academy players, was in the away end as well. Um, on on Saturday, so it's just it's always just got a massive oh, in the feel away about end, it. In the away end, yeah, yeah. I saw a video come out afterwards. It showed him celebrating. It's just good. There is good. Did you get any pints thrown over you? Oh yeah, always classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much was the pint up there anyway? I can't remember. Got a good selection. Five pound odd, I think. Six pound. It's always Fosters in the Cardiff Stadium. It's awful. Always Fost, flat Fosters. Always flat, just like their football team. <laughs> yeah, always a flat Fosters. <laughs> Ridiculous. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> atmosphere then when you got to the ground, like in like up on the stands. I mean, yeah, it's buzzing. I mean, like I said, it takes ages. Like on the buses, you can still feel it though. You can just feel everybody waiting to explode. And then as soon as you get into that stadium, it just it just all releases, and it's just and you can feel it straight away when you walk in the stadium that like big game feeling. Yes, it's, it's awesome. And then when you first get up into the concourse, then and um, you know all the Cardiff fans are there, and it's just yeah, you feel it straight away. It's, I, I wonder what it's like to be a player when you first like walk out on that pitch because when you walk in as a fan as well, you're like game on. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I guess like. You probably at the start of football match. I mean, it's probably one of the loudest parts when you you're just kicking off. Everyone's a bit excited, and what two oh, minutes, yeah. three minutes in, and the first goal already. Like, I could imagine if you're at home for this fixture and you're a Cardiff fan, and you're probably like, "Ah, oh, we do a win, we do a win." You know, we're gonna have a good performance here. Picked up a bit of form. Swans haven't been that good lately. Two minutes in, and they're already one nil down thanks to Joel Price. Sorry, um, Joel Perot. <laughs> Sorry, I was just quoting BBC BBC there who BBC Cardiff who would like to get the players' names wrong for the South Wales Derby, calling Joel Perot Joel Price live on TV, which I actually thought was quite funny that the Swans official Twitter account clipped. Yeah. And uh, and and I think they, they captioned it no price, no party. <laughs> yeah, I saw they did a they've done a shirt as well where they hang it up in the jet dressing room with price and seventeen on it. So, I mean, their, their their social media game is just on point in there, to be fair. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Whoever yeah. is, fair play, I don't actually know. I think I might have known in the past, but I forgot. But whoever is the admin of all these, these social media channels is doing a good job. Oh, yeah. I mean, they understand the band. Like, there's some clubs out there that are just too professional when it comes to social media. Yeah. But I just think you just get so much more engagement. And if you want to grow, that's the way to do it because that's how stuff goes viral. No one likes to pour in, like, Oh, we just signed this player, or like he is someone scored or whatever. It's it's the yeah. the memes and the little uh, yeah, it's so funny TikToks they do in this. It's quite Such funny. A good laugh, yeah. So yeah, two and a half, say to three minutes in, Joe Perot. It was like a throw in, wasn't it? That they kind of took quick, but went up the line because Perot was basically standing on the um, the goal line by the corner flag for yeah for the throw in. None of the Cardiff players realised he was there. 
and he's allowed to run into the box and from quite a tight angle just smashes the ball in the top right corner. Yeah, it was a great finish. It was a really good finish. I think, yeah, and just to score so early, it just settles in as well, doesn't it? Because like I said, early on in the game, there's all that tension. So to release that two minutes into the game, it was uh, it was carnage. Great finish, though. Great finish. Yeah. Were you expecting that? <clears throat> no, no. Because we we rarely score early goals, do we? No. It's always nice to get one early, and then it's kind of kind of settled us in then. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about the first half then? I I watched most of the second half after I finished work, but first half I was updates on Twitter, unfortunately, because I couldn't hide. Yeah. Honestly, I think first half was as good as performance we've seen all season again. It was kind of um kind of picked up where we left off against Bristol. We looked comfortable. I mean, Cardiff had a couple of didn't really have any chances I would say I think they had one like header that went over the bar which you might have done better and a little like scramble but apart from that it was all us in the first half I mean whether it was something they identified or not but Perot was always making that run you know the run he makes for the second goal where he kind of gets he's wide right he was always on that wide right and he was always getting found with that inside ball and it happened about three or four times before he got away and then it led to the the second goal but we looked we so say comfortable. Was like, you know when we played against Bristol and we were calling them out saying Peru yeah. and Cullen were going left and right? Yeah. And it didn't work against Bristol. Yeah, but it was it was weird because it was like Peru was, he was it central and then he was making that run wide right and he was getting well, that ball yeah. in. Yeah. That's what was, they were doing against Bristol. The and they were, but it just wasn't, wasn't working, was it? And then when, when they got the yeah. ball out wide, there was no one in the box. But I guess maybe it works better. I can't here. remember who the defender was, but he was on this same defender's shoulder all through the first half. He was getting in behind him all the time. I think it might have been. But he was getting in all the time. Um, yeah. And we just, like, we just looked really comfortable. You just thought like the second goal was going to come. You just felt like it was. And shout out to Liam Walsh, especially in the first half, was absolutely brilliant. I mean, you can't you can't drop him at the moment. He was brilliant against uh, Bristol. And I was surprised he actually started him. I thought he might go straight back to bring foot bringing Fulton back in, but he stuck with Liam Walsh. He was absolutely brilliant. He was just, he kind of does what like Joe Allen does. Like he was just everywhere winning the ball, you know, making, putting tackles in, just winning back the ball all the time. And Good then recycling it well, cleanly. Yeah. And then recycling it and being clean on the ball. I thought he was excellent. So fair yeah. play to him. <clears throat> I um, think it was we were also the defender you're on, but they were on about on the radio and I was listening yeah. uh, to the end of the first half that Peru, well, Cardiff's left, they were saying that it was quite weak defensively yeah. and he was getting in behind all the time. Yeah, he was. Him yeah, and O'Dowder was there. Something, yeah, something they identified because it was, yeah, it was, honestly, it was about four or five times in the first half where he made that run and he was getting in behind. And then literally that happened for the second goal, doesn't it? Manning plays that lovely ball in that channel and Perot is, is through on the right hand side. And then he hits the post and Cullen gets the. Gets the header in. It was so great. The third so time that's bad. happened this season. I know. Yeah. It's just, but but like we talked it about it before, we've been desperate for a like just a proper nine that can score goals. I mean, he probably got a combined, you know, well like ten yards for all of his goals. But we we're desperate for someone like that, and yeah. he's been brilliant since he's come in. So it's chuffed that Cullen scored in the derby as well, being like you know. Well, it was only Cooper last time, wasn't it? Ben Cavango's yeah. ad, even though he's probably more local to Cardiff, Cavango, but um, yeah. He's had a couple now, so yeah, joins the club. Yeah, I was chuffed. It was chuffed for Cullen to score. It was just yeah, and it was it was rocking then. And I thought, generally at that point, I thought going two 0 up, I thought this is gonna, 
this is going to be like last year. And I'm, you know what I'm like, I'm always quite negative. I Normally I'd be like, oh, you know, it's not over as all this. But I genuinely thought that we were going to go on and win two or three, four nil again, like last year. And then uh, straight after we scored the second goal, um, it was quite, it was a really poor goal to concede. I was so upset with that because it was like a launch ball forward, bounced a couple of times. Um, you know, the player picks it up and uh, Fisher. I'm sorry, I've tried, I've tried to, def- I've tried to defend him a little bit. Say like, here we you know, go, here we go, buckle, buckle in. <laughs> no, I think I, that, to be fair, I think it's, I think it's justified now because it, we, you know, we tried to sort of be fair and say, you know, all right, he's made a couple of mistakes. You know, he can't get on his back too much. It's going to affect his confidence, but he has to save that. He's literally gone through the middle of his two hands. And it's actually hit one of his hands. And it wasn't like an absolute belter of a shot. It was, you know, it was a normal shot. He's got to do better there. Yeah. And I, I just think if we go, if we just, if we just don't concede that goal straight after, I know they say you're weak and new after you've, uh, after you've scored a goal, but if, um, if we don't concede that goal and the way and carried on the way we play and just keeping the ball looking solid and we go in half time two nil up, I'm still convinced we definitely go on and win that three and four, three or four nil convincingly. But then, because yeah. when the second goal went in, I'd never seen anything like it, right? I turned turned to my right, I could see all the, the Cardiff fans down that side, and there was just like loads of people leaving, whether they were going down early or going to the toilet or whatever, because it was only like 30 odd minutes into the game. You could hear booze, you could hear see fans walking down. The crowd had turned, they were gone, you know. After what happened last year, and obviously the run that we've been on against them, being 2 0 up in the first half, the players and the fans are probably thinking, Oh, here we go again. And you could feel that. And that's why I thought, Oh, we've, we've got him here. This is going to be another. To be fair, sort of the guy who win. shot and scored, he probably only shot from there because they were like, Oh, do you know what? We're done here. I just need to get a shot off. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even, Jean, wasn't it was yeah. literally straight down the keeper's throat. And yeah, yeah. Like he's a lucky, lucky boy that we won that game because it's kind of like. I feel like people have been for, like, forgotten about it. I haven't yeah, seen no, that much I, stick for him because everyone's so buoyant in the in the like celebrations yeah, yeah, of yeah. of beating Cardiff for the fourth time in a row of double double of whatever. Yeah, the last minute winner. People forgot about that, but we were only in the situation to get that last minute winner because of him, and he's lucky that they got it because I think if they didn't, they probably would have been like he thinks yeah. he's had it bad now. He picked the worst game to probably make one of his worst. I, Errors like it's one thing passing the ball badly as a goalkeeper, you know, when you're trying to play this possession football and you're putting your yeah players in trouble. Maybe it's a gameplay you're not that quite used to or comfortable or good enough at doing, but you're a goalkeeper at the end of the day. So to not be able to save a shot that's literally coming at your face and it goes through your hands in the biggest game for your club, it's criminal, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, so yeah, I don't understand too negative obviously after what happened because it was fantastic and I and then you know if 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 you'd offered me that the way it went instead of going on and winning three four nil I would have taken it because nothing there's nothing better than the last minute winner but um yeah I, I remember just being so annoyed because we were so comfortable and I remember just sitting there at half time and I was thinking that's gonna cost us that goal is that's just gonna because like I said the crowd had turned you could see the body language of the Cardiff players and I think you are right that he just sort of runs into that. I think the defending could have been a little bit better as well because he just like coasts in. Yeah. Um, and I think you're no, right. But I think if the keeper like, oh, saves go in that, and get a shot keeper saves that. It's a different world, and he should say, "Oh yeah, he catch it, probably. Yeah, yeah. He no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, and that and that changed the game then because as soon as that goal went in, 
obviously the crowd lifts back up there in a home. The the crowd is up again. It's it's loud. They're singing, and you think that's that's just completely changed the game. And you are right. He's so lucky that we did come back and win that because I think he would be getting a lot more stick, and I would have been so annoyed because we were so comfortable up until that point to con- to concede there and then go in half time two one instead of two nil. Yeah, and they've they sort of got a bit of ascendancy then. So uh, yeah, I, I think. Um, like we've, we've we've tried to be lenient with him, but I think it's it's time now that to just admit it's getting ridiculous because like we've done the one against Millwall as well, didn't he? Which was straight at him, and he's palmed it in. It's just it's not it's not good enough now. I know, like I, yeah. I won't go at him like people do on Twitter, which is ridiculous, or like boo our own players. But I think now I just I don't see a future with that because that's. I just feel like there's the level right of mistakes there. is not good enough. I just don't think he was making that those sort of mistakes last season when he came. No, he wasn't. The no. I don't know what's gone wrong, what's going on there, but like maybe him getting dropped for Bender has really, really rocked yeah. him and knocked him. But if you can't deal with it, then you know if that's if that's what it is, and he just can't perform at his highest standard now because he's so nervous. I guess you got to take him out. But I, I, I mean, we haven't seen this Sondergaard. He's yeah, been signed as a last minute, like right, we need some backup here. You'd imagine from what Russell Martin sees in training, like. Fisher must still be the best option. Yeah, I think. I mean, when we've probably cleared safe of like relegation now, and we probably won't get the playoffs. So I think Fisher just sees the season out. Um, but I think like Bender comes straight back in next year. After all I wonder if they'll be in for a goalie in the summer. Yeah, I maybe. Just, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you just think of so many other key areas that need addressing as well. That probably, if yeah. a, a fit Bender's there, then you should be fine. I don't know. I mean, like you could probably keep, you could probably keep Fisher as a number two. I mean, you know, nine seasons out of ten, you don't lose your goalkeeper due to a serious injury, and it was such a, no. it was such a random injury. He just came down from catching a ball and landed awkward on his knee. So, you know, nine times out of ten, you won't have to use your second goalkeeper unless you play them in the cup. So, I think like <clears> Fisher's <throat> probably a good number two goalkeeper to have at the club. But I don't know. I just the, the level of mistakes he's making now, like. The Millwall save, which was straight at him, and he palms it into the net. And that Cardiff one was straight through his hands. I think. I know. think it's the second Cardiff one he was quite poor for as well, because the, the, I mean the defender was bad too, but he could have come and tried to claim in that cross. The guy's got a free header, literally like a meter away from him. I think. I think the confidence is gone because there was a few where he just he comes and really jumps reluctant. in the air to punch it away. Like, didn't even he's try and do that. reluctant to come out. He was reluctant to come out a few times, and I thought, why is he not coming out? Um, do you think or I might be in half for the second goal? Because I just think, from where the, the, the player heads it, so it, who is it? It's, um, it's Kaba. Kaba. Where yeah. he, from where he heads the ball, he's not that actually that far from the goal line and Fisher, and it's like simple head yeah. into the net. And like, yeah, you can question mark whether defenders are not there, but if the keeper can see there's no defenders there, and if you're going to be like, right, okay, I'm going to be in a situation, he's got a free header, and I've got to make that save, why don't you charge for the ball and try and punch the cross away? Surely you can jump higher with your hands than he can jump with his head. Yeah, he probably could come out. I didn't really think about it for the second goal, to be honest, because it's, it's you just sort of focus on the free header and you think, oh, something's gone wrong. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't that far out. Yeah, so I, well, I don't know. I'm not so, saying yeah. like first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Ball, yeah, yeah, I thought, but I know what you mean. If you've got a strong, I think Bender tries to come and deal with that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, probably. But um, yeah, I was gutted then because uh, it felt like we'd thrown it away. Then you're just thinking, 
please, God, like, don't lose this game now after being 2 0 up. Um, I'm going to try to get a freeze it, frame of this. Uh, how we? If I can. I mean, I could be being a bit harsh because it's kind of like he's running into it. I'm trying yeah. To who the defender is in the middle. Who's in the middle of the back three? Wood was in. Wood, I think maybe. He kind of just watches it happen. Someone's on the floor. Cabango's on the floor, isn't he? Uh, I think Latabodia is on the floor at the back post. The defender, the other attacking player, just like throws him on the floor, doesn't he? But he's yeah, marked so his I, man, to be fair. So Fisher's near post, and by the, the cross comes in and he kind of runs across his goal line. And then um, I can present to here. Sorry if you're listening to Spotify. I can't really show. Obviously, I can't show on Spotify, but I'm going to try and get it up now for. Um, here we go. Can you see that? Yeah. Well, I mean, Wouldn't Fisher's kind of falling backwards at this point. Uh, yeah. He's he's come back from from the the near post from where the cross is. I guess like he's just got it wrong, doesn't he? Again, but the defending should be better. To be fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's I just fair. think having a header that close to the goal line, not being challenged even by the goalie, because going yeah. straight above his head again. Yeah, like fair. literally. There we go. <laughs> in on him now. Yeah, well, just. Yeah, well, no, it, it, it gets to a point where, like, it's going to cost you valuable points, isn't it? I mean, we're lucky now that we have sort of cleared from the relegation, but, you know, yeah. making a mistake like that probably cost us a draw against Millwall and could have cost us three points there. You know, could, they could have been massive points, but thankfully it's not. But, yeah, I think it's just. I think it's just too many now. I think it gets addressed next year. Um, well, the yeah. fact that Bender got the position in the first place, you know, you can see why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no excuse for making that. Fair enough if it's one mistake in, you know, in a season, maybe two, but making consistently, you know, you're talking every two games he's making a mistake, every yeah. three games. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So I try try not to go in on him too hard, but I think that's it now. I think I'd uh, like to see how many um, points we've lost because of his mistakes. In, that'd be interesting. Yeah, but, so definitely um, a few. Well, there we go. We will stop yeah. going in on Fisher now. <laughs> yeah, um, focus on the negatives because maybe we should thank him because he gave us that moment. It made it made it happen. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he saw he the Mark Harris interview before. He's like, ah, we're too nil up here. Yeah, let me need to just, last minute winner. We need this, yeah, last minute winner. Because to I be fair, say, right? Go on, you carry on. No, I was gonna say I will say, even though they did come back to tool, I think that was really harsh. Because I think even when we went to two one then, um like Perot had a really good chance where he went around the keeper. Yeah, if he could um, have got if he could have kept up with the ball, he just had a tap in, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. And the first the first touch he makes is absolutely golden because it just one little touch it takes it away from the keeper. And then I think it just clips his other foot by accident and it runs was away from him. another run in behind from Cullen, wasn't it? And then he plays it across the box. Cullen and Perot are starting to really like link yeah. up now, I think, really well. I think the more games they've played together, that ball into Perot is inch perfect. Anywhere else and the keeper gets it or Perot's got to stop and it's inch perfect. Perot takes the absolute perfect first touch. And I think he's just unlucky that it clips his other leg and it just goes a little step too far. I'm wondering um, if he can like slide and swing his legs to hook around yeah. and score, but you just but 
But then that, but like, and that would have been game over there. That would have been that would have been three one, and that would have been game over. So I think we were still good value for a win, even though we needed a last minute winner. And I think like Darling had a shot in the first half that literally would have been goal of the year because he hit it from miles out, and it's just missed the post. And then you had the Grimes one or two or where he hits the bar and that would have been. Oh, the Grimes one was. Oh, I, just, oh, so I was so that glad that that didn't go in, man. Oh, he does. He would have deserved there as well. Like for him to score the winner. Yeah. So for context, it, and, and that type of goal as well. For context, for anyone that hasn't seen, um, I think it's a corner routine, and the ball comes out of the box. Basically, the Grimes was on the edge of the box, and it bounces, and he kind of on the half volley, sort of, how I don't know how to describe it, tilts or bends like his his body oh, to the opposite way that he's going to kick. Obviously, you've got say you like sort of lean one way, lean's a better word lean to the left, swings his, his foot out to like volley the ball or the right, whatever way he does it, and catches it like perfectly with the technique, rockets it, but it just hits the crossbar. Like oh, one of them ones that doesn't even need to dip because it's just a rocket that's going into the top of the net, but it just yeah. hits the crossbar and bounces the wrong way. It was a hell of a shot. Like if I went in, yeah. there would have been there would have been scenes. I'm I'm gutted for him because I think like just because <clears throat> he's been so unsung, hasn't he? And I think now yeah. like he does get the recognition, and as our captain, for him to score the winner in the derby like that, the way he hits that when he's shaping to hit it, I was thinking, well, it's Rose Ed because the way he has to bend to try and get his leg like under it or like just over it so he can keep yeah. it down. I'm just thinking there's no way he can do that, and the way he caught it and it just smashes against the bar. Can you imagine that? Hits the bar and goes in, like just off the bar. I mean, I don't know. So that, better, that probably would be better than a last minute win. Uh, last minute winner, the way because oh. it was an absolute rocket. That would have been like goal of the season. Oh, it's, yeah, literally. Well, that would, that would, that would have been goal of the season. I like. I'm absolutely bouncing. Obviously, we scored last minute. But I'm gutted that he didn't get that goal because it would have been. He would have yeah. played that forever, wouldn't you? Like that yeah. volley, like that winner in the derby. Like if it just came off the bar and went in. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not even where I were hitting the woodwork ends because obviously we had the <laughs> yeah. free kick right at the end where Felton took the free kick. I thought he might actually see where the position was. Um, his first attempt was actually quite poor and he hits the wall. Or you could say he plays a one-two off the wall because it comes back <laughs> to him and he does a nice little shot to the bottom right corner that actually comes off the post, yeah, which gives Cabango the tap in for the 99th minute winner. And there's only there's only six minutes of added time, and there were five minutes of added time. So I can't remember what yeah. happened to make it. Yeah, be... what happened? It was um as soon as they put the board up, two players went down injured. So there was oh, a yeah. good like three minutes or whatever before they actually started the the extra time. Um, yeah, they subbed one of them off as well, didn't he? Perry NG went off in the night. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah, he went off injured at that time. So that was a good couple of minutes. Yeah, and that was as we went actually, into ninety. The foul to actually give this free kick away was in the ninety seventh. Yeah, oh, um, a great turn by um, Patterson as well. That should be mentioned to get that free kick because yeah, I think he he's could in. Well, have easily scored. Yeah, he's, he, he is was in, in. He's in. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh my god! Like <laughs> off the post, off Latibodier's shin. Nice, nice assist. And Cabango to tap in. And did he get the assist for it? Did they give him the assist? I don't, oh, I don't know. If they, they, have. Have. they have. They have given him the assist. Yeah, <laughs> he meant it. He meant it. <laughs> well, I mean, take I, that away I, and, and I got to be honest. I have 
never ever experienced like an atmosphere like that or a celebration like that in my life. I, I was punching I the sofa the in my house. I was. I lost. I, I I will admit that I absolutely lost the plot. Like, like out the body experience. And anyone falls down in the stands. Oh yeah, no. Well, I was uh, stood by the safe standing thing this time, but they got they got them all in the away end. Now I think those are good, by the way. That's probably something they should have them. I think they're really good the safe standing things. But um, I yeah. I, last year I remember when the third goal went in, which was Wolf, I think, with a header. I ended up like seven rows further down when I when the <laughs> celebrations like sort of quieted down. Um yeah this time I was just like over the bar and it's just like yeah it's ridiculous. You just think you sort of come to then and you're thinking what have what have I just done? But I I I I, I gotta be honest like playoff final league cup final that was it I was at Arsenal when Michu scored two and I thought they would never be top but I think 99th minute winner in the derby that's 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 that tops it all hundred percent Best best thing I've ever experienced as a Swans fan, I think. Yeah, brilliant. it was kind. It was just you never think it's a football. It's a football fan's dream for for someone to score in the last minute in a derby. I mean, it was a hundred times better than winning four nil last year. I thought I'd be wrong, and that wouldn't be beaten. But that was that's something else because when the goal went in as well, I thought there's no way. There was this moment. There was just like there's no way we scored here. So I was looking. I was like, is it offside? Is something's gone on like there's no way and then I thought the offside flag happened. was going to go up to be honest yeah I just thought like there's because you just don't think dude there's just no way we're going to score in the last minute yeah? we never my thought was like oh we've got a free kick here maybe that means we've got a draw now maybe that okay we're probably safe with a draw now we won't throw this away and then they scored and it was just we never scored last minute winners and we never score from free kicks yeah, yeah I could and there yeah never I can't even explain it it was just mental and then nothing will top it. What I would say, though, is after Cardiff did get back to two all, I feel like they kind of accepted a draw and gave up. I got the I impression think they that they yeah. were not bothered yeah. on trying to get a win. Yeah, and we went, it right. went straight back to us in terms of like being well on top. And that's when obviously Grimes had his chance. And yeah, I was quite surprised that we played like that because when it went back to two all, like my, I think a lot of people would admit we were just like, oh, just don't lose this game now. Let's We'd just already made defensive changes at that point as well. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So I thought, let's just see it out. But then, like, thinking back to the game, I think I think we just dialed it up again. I think in, was, the ball was probably more, like, at the right end for us after the two-all than, than it was at the other end. I can remember we had a couple of free kicks late on and Patterson was getting forward and, yeah, and Perot was still great getting forward and some of the midfield. Like, Grimes was, like, how far forward he was when he hit the bar. I know it was from a corner, but we were committing men forward, so... Credit to them. They went for it and then they got and they got it in. Uh yeah. We also had five yellow cards. The card is oh, yeah, yeah. there was a, the there was a spell. There was a spell in the game though, where the, the ref was just dishing out cards. He was I Yeah, I was crediting him in the first half because he was quite consistent. He was letting the game go. Like loads of like little pushes and shoves and all that. He was letting go, no like silly free kicks, and the game was really flowing. And it was for both sides as well. I remember thinking like we would sort of stick a foot in and I think, you know, that's a free kick. But he was letting it all go and he was doing the same for us. And then there was that like sort of 10, 20 minute spell. He was just dishing out cards for everything. Do you think it's nice that we stick a foot in for a change though? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of the yellows that were a bit harsh. Like in Cham's one, he got the ball and he booked him. And then he took he took and Cham off because he'd been booked. And he took someone else off who'd been booked. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. If, um... Didn't felt like coming at half time, didn't he? For Kundal, 
That's right. I think. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. Or just just where yeah half time, and then um, he took a cham off for Lee Cooper, and he got a Cooper. yellow card. Like yeah, Fulton later. and Cooper got booked then. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like oh, it's like someone he took a cham off because he just been booked, and then our, our two midfielders were booked, were in the book then. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it is nice. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You can see like. They're up for it. Like Liam Walsh was putting his body everywhere, especially in our first half. He was putting his foot yeah. in everywhere. The kit man did the pre-match talk, didn't he? Yeah, um, I really like that uh, content as well. They released like inside the changing room. That's a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to see. I quite like, like that. It's a good part of what the club's doing at the moment is the social media. I know we mentioned it earlier, yeah, but it's it not just the feel. banter. It's like general. They just put in good stuff out there. It's nice to see. Yeah, um, I like watching that. <clears> and like doing all the changing room stuff. Now I think it's really good. But it just makes you see as well. Also, we were talking a couple of weeks ago as he lost the dressing room and the win against Bristol. And this, I think I tweeted after the game, if you ever wanted evidence that he still has the dressing room, then this game shows that. Because yeah. it's not like, first start as a win against your, your biggest rivals. You bottled a two-goal lead and then got a last-minute winner. Like, if you lost the dressing room, then they, and they come back to all and you're not, you're not getting that last-minute winner. And, and having the scenes that come from it as well. And and he's he has brought Jamie Patterson back into the fold where he looks useful. I wouldn't say he's back to his old self, but he did do that turn. He was in yeah, the I think he done right when he came off the bench. Kick, so. yeah. Done right when he came off the bench, I thought. Whatever happened there, too. like he's managed to get something out of him. And it yeah. has all of it combined with an upturning form to an extent. So yeah. You know, he has had a lot of challenges. I think maybe we don't recognise the mental part of some of the stuff it has on the squad, like the whole situation with Oberfemi. Like maybe that makes the squad morale drop quite a lot more than we give it credit for, especially with a young group of players. Because I know Martin likes yeah. to say about the young age quite a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just look for wins was, against um... Cardiff. You cannot question that i'm not saying that should save him forever but credit yeah, it was where, interesting credit he, he said it in his um he said in the press conference after he said like to the reporter i think he said oh one of you said that i'd lost the dressing room i think that shows like that answers that with the way that the players are um yeah i think i think was asked the other day when i went well just to plug it when i went on the radio on monday morning yeah. um bbc radio wales what time was it? Yeah. Like two o'clock in the morning. About seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, not um, that bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, a bit, a bit earlier than I would like to get up on a Monday after the derby win. But no, I was worth it. So yeah, but they they sort of said like why like why you know 110 years we've probably had better we've probably had better squads throughout our time and still haven't been able to do a double. So why why this squad? And I think. It's hard to put your finger on it why we've why we're winning. I think more so, though. I will give credit to Russell Martin because he's really bought into it, isn't he? Like even from the first derby yeah. last year that he's had, and then what he did for the away game, he um he had the players at the stadium, the knee, and the bus leaves with all the fans as well, and he did that again this year, um just to soak it all in. It really feels like you're part of it, and then we've had like the ex-players and stuff in the away and I know that was before Russell Martin's time but included in that and he comes out on the pitch before the game to clap the fans and you just really feel like something is happening you all feel part of it 
And I yeah. think I will give credit to him on that because obviously in at the seat of you know, like you said, it's not gonna just winning those games is not gonna save him. It's just the rest of the games that are gonna are gonna be important. But in terms of the derby, he's proper bought into it. Before the Bristol game, he was saying we need to win the Bristol game to take into the derby. Whereas other managers would be like, you know, oh, you know, one game at a time, you gotta gotta play your game in a big game, you know, and it tends to have been like really cagey, isn't it? But He's just like, no, it's not a normal game. It's massive. I want to win it. And I think all the players are bought into it as well. Yeah. And you can see now like, the way they celebrate after the game is ridiculous. Like they have all just really bought into how important the derby is. I saw a TikTok from a Cardiff fan earlier saying that Swansea should be deducted points for the way that they celebrated. So, yeah, but that, well, tough shit. That's, actually, how, that's, how, that's how important it is. Norwich fan. Yeah, well, that's how important it is. You've seen all these other fans of all these other teams in the league, like saying, "Why are Swansea celebrating like they've won the league?" Yeah, as if though, like Norwich, as if they didn't score last minute against Ipswich, they wouldn't go berserk. Yeah. You know, but it, yeah, but it's yeah. refreshing to see though from the players because it means that they actually care about the derby. You see, like on the other hand, when you've got players like Connor Wickham, clearly don't care about the derby. Connor Wickham um, being filmed uh, with the laughing gas, obviously after after the game. I yeah. would say, um, you know, a nice little balloon to his mouth, being investigated. I think, I think that's how he celebrated losing. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think it's great because everyone moans that, like, you know, players maybe don't show enough passion and they don't care and they just pick up paychecks and the rest. But like, you see, the players there have all bought into how important that game is. So if they celebrate like they won the league, that's massive for me because that means they yeah. want to play for the club and they know how important it is to win the derby. You don't want Oh, and we just talked about the bench emptying as well for the ninth minute winner. That was great. Because when I looked to see if the flag was offside, I just seen like all the substitutes running onto the pitch. And I just thought, that's amazing. So if uh, other fans want to be like, oh, celebrating like you won the league, then yeah, I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Same. Um, Imagine they just like scored that last minute winner though, like little celebration, clap. And, and then the offside. Like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about the formation a bit just because I think when we were having that period where we were just talking about the Bristol game earlier, the Bristol game in the Cup, where we went away and we were talking about Cullen and Perot peeling off left and right. We had a really good first half but didn't make chances. We had a midfield of Grimes, Felton, Allen. I think we said it needs to be more attack in there and bring them on at the end. Yeah. Don't play the three of them. So obviously we started here with and Cham, Walsh, Kundal and Grimes behind them. And I just think yeah. we just offer so much more going forward. We look more of a threat. And then when you get the lead, you can shore it up by bringing like an Allen and a Felton on. Yeah. It just seems to work better. Yeah. You can't. There's no way you can change at the moment because Walsh has been absolutely brilliant as well. I think we look a hundred times better going forward. Like we said, like how like uncreative we've been, like with all the ball we have, and you know, we don't get many shots on target and we don't we haven't been looking good in front of goal, but like like I said, we were good value for that win. I mean, we scored we scored three. We could have scored way more. Grimes at the bar. We had a couple of <coughs> Perot had a couple of half chances, and Cham had a chance in the first half. We looked like we could score every time we went forward. We were so much better. Cullen, I think Cullen as well has been great with Perot. They're really starting to find their stride now. I think in that formation that you're saying about, I think these two, that formation suits the way that those two can play together. Um. Maybe it's just taking time, like with Obafemi going as well, because you've got to find a new way to play, really, haven't you? Because every player plays differently. 
So maybe it's just taking a bit of time to sort of get those partnerships working, you know? Obafemi is quite different with his speed as well. Exactly, yeah, a completely different player. Um, and Russell Martin spoke about it before the game and like after the game last year. Like they played in a way that would release Obafemi because of his pace. Yeah. At this time, obviously, they've got to play in a different way. Um, so yeah, it's been that's, that's been brilliant. But um, I think shout out as well to Darlin playing right back. I think he's been a breath of fresh air. I think he's been brilliant. He was great again on Saturday. He was brilliant. He went off injured, which was a shame. So I hope he's not out for too long. But I've not seen anything about class. his injury yet. I think it suits him so well because I think when he was in the middle of the park, obviously it's a step up to the championships. He's obviously not going to do all the stuff on the highlight reels that you've seen from League One. Um, and I think he was just more, like, what's the word I'm looking for, like more pressurised there, like more um, vulnerable, shall we say, yeah. in the middle. But now that he's playing out on the right, you can really see his like footballing ability. Like He's playing lovely balls. He's, he's actually got a little bit of pace about him as well. He gets forward. like He, he came forward and I said he nearly scored an absolute screamer. And he actually he should have scored because... They Cardiff took a quick free kick in the first half, and they and the keeper came out to take it, and they messed it up, and the keeper was like the other end, the other side of the pitch, and it came to Darling, who was like on the halfway line, and from the angle I was at near way end, it was just an open goal. He just had to, he obviously it sounds easier than it is, but he had to just shoot, and he didn't. He sort of hesitated, but I think he had the ability to do it. There was no keeper at home. It was, uh, and there was nobody in front of him. We sort of like half thought about it and then passed it and it was like I think he just got caught in two minds. Yeah. It was a massive chance. Would but... you prefer him or Latavodi there going forward if you had to choose? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The way he's been playing, he's been under times better because he's he's solid defensively because he is a defender. And then going forward, he's brilliant because he loves to go forward anyway, because he does it from centre back. And I think he's always been a good tidy footballer. So from that position, he's under less pressure and he's been playing you know, lovely passes. It was lovely movements where he was just offering himself all the time. And I think it's worked. Whether or not, you know, being a centre-back will affect him in the long run. Like maybe, you know, if we come up against like an electric winger um, on that side, I don't know how we would cope with it. But the way that we keep the ball and he's there, I think it's, I think it's perfect at the moment. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, anyone else you want to talk about before we move on? Yeah, well, I was only I've said about Walsh when I was um he was he was great. I think those the last three games we've played have been our best three performances in ages. It was the Millwall game, the Bristol game, and the Cardiff game. And that has literally been since Darling went to right back and Walsh came in when Latabodier and um Fulton were out banned on they for the two games. And I think I think they've just taken their chance. And uh I thought Wood was good as well. Um Martin Martin was, was talking yeah. about would potentially be in transfer target for other teams in the summer. Yeah, Bracing themselves I, well, for offers for him. Yeah, he got an under twenty one call up to knee for England, so that that probably attracted a bit of attention. But I thought he was great on Saturday. Cabango was brilliant. When I said Cardiff had a scramble in the first half, there was like three or four like crosses or shots that came in, and he cleared every single one of them because I remember. Talk, talking to one of my friends who was next to me, I was like, oh, Cabango, well done. Cabango, oh, it's like Cabango again, and again, and again. Good to so see that. And good to see well. Manning, Manning performing still, obviously, Manning. when he's on his way out as well. So, um, Oh, yeah. And his celebration at the end, even though he's not going to be there, you can see how much yeah. he loves it. Can we not offer him a contract? 
well, probably not unless we go up, and I can't see that happening. Um, yeah. I think we are speaking of league position though, 15th at the moment, 49 points, Cardiff 21st, 39 points. I'd like, I'm gonna. I'm going to say we're safe now. I'm going to say we're safe. Yeah, we are yeah. safe. I think we're safe. Yeah. Um, I can't right see now. it happening where we lose, even if we lost every game to the rest of the season. Do not think the bottom three, whoever they're going to be, will get 49 points. No. QPR just had points deducted as well. I just, they're have falling they? like a stone. How many do they have? Oh, not QPR. Sorry. Redding got deducted points. In oh, yeah, Redding. And I, th- I was talking to one of the Wigan boys who work who's a car. And then he reckons Huddersfield to do a points deduction. Oh, never. Which is a nightmare because that's going to save them, maybe. I mean, they literally joined on points with Huddersfield. So they both and they play Huddersfield. Yeah, Cardiff's running is quite. It's rough. awful. It's terrible. terrible. Not for us. I mean, because I was, got... yeah, I was having a look at it on Saturday on the way back on the bus, and they've got to play Blackpool, Blackpool next, next game. Not a good a game to go battle. to away. After you just lost to your big rivals, yeah. But how important is that game as well? Because well, Blackpool I know, but they we don't want to go there on the back of a defeat to your rival. Exactly. Rivalry. And Away. they've got to play. They've got. Then they got play... Sunderland at home, which is hard. Sunderland are obviously flying high at the moment. I say flying high, they've dropped down a bit the last couple of weeks, but it's still a tough game. Um, and then they've got Sheffield United away. That's not easy. Watford away. That's not easy. And they've got a new manager these days again, and they so. Stoke at home for them has got to be a must win. Yeah. Then the replay against Rotherham away, which they won nil up, but you know that's massive game. That's difficult. Like a reset nil nil is going to be from scratch. I know they're going to court about it and all that, but can't see them winning. They're not very good at winning court cases, are they? So, <laughs> oh God, Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about that. Um, Brutal. Anyway, yeah, they're going to Rotherham away. So it's one of them where they were one in lap, but you just know that it's not going to be that easy. <laughs> Playing no, there, like Rotherham have got a chance to correct that. Huddersfield at home and Burnley away. Huddersfield Side at home. the teams around massive. them or the top end. Yeah, there's nothing and in Sunderland the middle. in the middle, just Sunderland. Just Sunderland. Yeah, but you've got to think as well, like Huddersfield, Warnock as manager. And that's, yeah. the, that's the last but one game of the season. It's, it's either going two ways, right? They got like three six pointers there. If we win them all, happy yeah. days. If you lose, yeah, I think all, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're right. in trouble. If they lose, if they if they lose the Blackpool on uh, on Saturday, that's uh, Blackpool back that's, up to thirty eight. That's one point between them. Then it's massive. Isn't it? They have got a game in hand because of the, yeah, but it's against, against Rotherham. Rotherham though, no, yeah. So that's a six and Rotherham are ahead of them now. It's mental how it, how it works though because. I remember when Cardiff were beating Rotherham on that Saturday because we had Bristol on the Sunday. They were a point. Cardiff were a point behind us. So if they'd won that game and we'd lost against Bristol City, we would have been going into the derby a point ahead of Cardiff, and they were clear. Um, and then obviously the game gets called off, and then we win. The, we win against Bristol, and obviously we beat them then as well. And all of a sudden we're safe, and they're like a point off the relegation zone, just like that. That's nine points, though, isn't it? I'd take three off their win from Rotherham, and we had six from the last two, so... Yeah, nine points win. Although they had a draw, so it must have been different. They drew against West Brom, didn't they? So yeah. They did get a point, but... I think um, I think they'll probably stay up, to be honest. I think they, I think they might stay up, but... Uh, it depends it's not on what I'm saying. Awesome. 
Yeah, it's always how they come back from this now, isn't it? It's important, but I think... I think this Blackpool game is is the one to judge oh, them on. This is a massive game. If they win that game, I'd probably say they will stay up. But if they lose against Blackpool, they... I mean, that's going to give Blackpool the confidence, and that's like... I don't know, it's hard to recover from that, isn't it? Loss Tell you what, you've got to look at... Um, You've got to look at QPR as well. It's ridiculous. They've only had like 12 points in something like 26 games or whatever. They were second. Yeah, they were worse run than we were on. They were second for ages. Like, How is it I, just falling apart? I thought our collapse was bad. I think QPR is the biggest collapse I've ever seen in a season. I don't understand it though. What happened? Like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure on the detail. Like, not followed it that closely. But They've actually conceded more goals than us now as well. They, I literally have never seen a drop like it. Someone, they can't someone posted either. it. Someone posted it on Twitter in the week, and it was like it screenshotted them. I think it was after sixteen or seventeen games they were second in the league, and now it's what thirty yeah, odd I games. That. They were up the top end, for and ages. like way down. They lost a wig on the other week as well, didn't they? Which was a big loss. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So they're ones to watch because I don't think I, I can't see them winning another game. They beat Watford a couple of games ago. <laughs> But Watford are so up and down. Yeah. It's nuts, yeah. actually. But, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not saying it as well, like, oh, I want to, you know, um, just because, oh, I want Cardiff to go down, it'd be funny. It's not like that, but it'd be like, it'd be quite nice to have a break from the derby, if you know what I mean. If we have, like, because what have we had now, like, four seasons in a row of dark five in a row of derbies? Yeah. I think it'd just be nice to have a year off, just because... And, they, and it's easier saying it now because we won the game. It's not like, you know, we've lost four and it's like, oh, I don't want the derby. It's just, I think it's like a massive distraction and it's stressful. I think we would have maybe a better season if Cardiff were in the league. That's just yeah. my thought. Maybe we go up and they can come back up then and we already be ahead. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's even better as well when you don't have it for like a couple of years as well. Like we've had our fun And then now, it's so. built up again in a year. So we'll just keep the four in the row. Until a couple of years' time, where yeah, that'll be nice again. as well. See, because we can bank those four in a row then, and then and enjoy then them for be a, a while. Time. Enjoy them for yeah. yeah, longer time. Or we can just do six next year. Imagine Russell Martin stays here for like ten years, and it's just undefeated. <laughs> yeah, every year, just just beat some. I think it just the que- and the question is now with the derby. Every time it comes around, it's just like when are we going to lose? Isn't it? I just feel every time. Every time I go in. I was I felt it, it the first leg this year that we've yeah. done the double. I mean, even before the double, we didn't have bad form against them. I think we we drew one one the year before. I think. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, it's been a while. They do one. They're not going to want to take the double lightly, and then we go and beat them again. And then this time, I'm like, they're not going to want it to happen twice. Like it's only happened once in 110 years. Like, what's the chances of it happening twice? I thought. Then, like, I thought this was the one. When I was going to the game. I just thought. Um, it's, it's got it's got to be surely like there's no like you said there's no way it's going to happen twice in two seasons I just thought this was going to be the one and that's the feeling I had going into the game and then yeah men, mental but someone someone said to me and it was like they're probably right they said like look like if we play our best game and Cardiff play their best game we'll beat them yeah there's so many people that were confident we were going to do it again and barring that Fisher mistake I think we would have gone on and done like three or four nil again. Yeah, their style. They haven't got what is their style of play at the moment? They've gone through so many managers I don't know, recently I, as well. They just, but I also just, like they haven't got a like. But every time they, they play us as well, they seem to have a different team. 
I know. It's always players that I don't. Obviously, we don't. I don't follow Cardiff on a weekly basis, but it just always seems to just be new players I don't recognise. No, like every every time they play us, it's like a new team, new manager, new team, and then like they've got all these random players coming in from everywhere that obviously we haven't heard of. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Like in the derby's gone gone before, you know, he'd be like, oh shit, like Bellamy's there, Bothroyd was there, Ramsey was there, Whittenham was there. You're like, well, that's a hell of a Chopra. team. Yeah, you're thinking, oh, you know, that's a good team. And you knew it was a good team. But now, like, you know, I don't recognize half these players. Yeah, but only the last season or two, I think, because obviously we've had oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a few of the regulars since we come down. Yeah. Morrison and all that and Flint. Uh, I don't even know who's going forward. Well, more, Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore, yeah. But now I just, I actually, like, who's there? Who started? So, like, I know they only sounded dowder than the summer, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Wintel, Rals, NG. Was there, isn't it? Yeah. NG, yeah. And maybe Ojo was there last season. Otherwise, I don't recognise most of them. They had, obviously, Callum Robinson was playing well. He was sent off in the first game, didn't he? And now he's, he's not on the bench. Seen. Yeah, Romain Sawyer's came on here, Connor Wickham. I mean, where where was Harris? He's giving it a big one. He wasn't even there. Yeah, I know. He scored a couple of goals for him as well. He's got a really good goal for him. One game I watched, I remember it was on TV, I watched it. He's that, that, yeah, that Ruben Caldwell, who, next big thing, he's had a bit, he's, what's he, he hasn't done nothing lately, have he? Yeah, I think he did put the cross in for their goal, didn't he? But... Yeah, he got the assist, but like even for Wales, it's just he's gone off a boil a bit. I think there was yeah. reading that he's been injured and he struggled to come back. Ah, right, yeah. Especially under the manager changes and all that. Yeah. And Isaac Davis is the other one that's meant to be one for the future. And ah, yeah. And she didn't come on. Yeah. But yeah, even the goalkeeper, like they got two different goalkeepers. Anyway, it's enough about Cardiff. Um, <clears throat> let's move on. So... Russell Martin's obviously using, hoping to use that and a win against Bristol to move the season forward and finish strongly. Don't think we'd really play for anything now, are we? Just a good mid-table finish, but it's kind of like see the season out. But you always want to end it well, start the next season the best you can. I think like it was just it was a lot on those two games, wasn't it? They were like for this season, it was like two massive games for us, wasn't it, to beat Bristol and Cardiff? Because I think. Prior to that, we were starting to look over our shoulder and we were like, oh, shit, we could really slip down, you know, if teams start picking up wins. I mean, it started it started to go, and then we were like 11, then it was 8 to the, to the relegation zone. And we were like, you know, it's coming now. So then to win those two games, to just put us clear of our relegation, yeah. that was massive. So now I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think we just need to sort of look at what what's going to happen next season. Like, I'd like to see him just maybe try some different things ready for next year. Bring some youngsters into play. Let's see Congreve a bit more. You know, let's maybe, yeah. by all accounts, that Liam Smith is tearing it up already for the under 23s. So, you know, let's give him a game. Um, you know, just little stuff like that. Because I know it's sad to say, but like, you know, if Manning's not going to be here, I know we haven't really got an option, but have we not got a left back in the under 23s that can come on for 10 minutes? With the Lincoln McFadden. You know, just. Let's just start doing it. But like also as well, we gotta be careful because I think like in end of last season, like we were talking with me before we started, like we went to red and then we on the bang all day Monday. And yeah. we were like four one up and come back to four all. And it happened a couple of times then, didn't it? At the back end of last season. And you think, oh, it doesn't matter because the season's over. But like it fed into the start of the season then, didn't it? It like carried on. So like you kind of need to get a bit of consistency to take into next year as well. 
Yeah. So, you know, a couple more wins, a couple more good performances we want, just the way we've been playing. And maybe just see some youngsters sprinkle in who might be... Uh, so I want to see for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I was just reading the comments on the video of the game. And one of them is, I thank Fisher for making them limbs possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Also, I'm going to clarify the felt the felt done. Grimes' shot that at the crossbar was from a free kick, not from a corner. Ah, right. Which is probably why he was on the edge. I think he goes in the box for corners these days. So just just until someone calls me out in the comments, I just want to clarify that now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if we can shore up the defense going into next season, that would be a good target, I think. Yeah, I think um, the way well the way they played last two games. I know we conceded two on a week on a weekend, but like Wood and Cabango and Darlin and Manning seem to be a quite an established back four for now. Um. Well, we know oh, Manning's Manning. not going to be part of it. Yeah, if we could just... Uh, be man- if we could sign Manning the new contract, we'd be laughing because that back four could play for the rest of the season and just keep working at it. But, yeah, never mind. He's so good as well, Manning. He plays that ball through the pro for the second goal. It's inch perfect as well. Never mind. Um, and last then, we're going to move away from the derby and I just wanted to talk about something that we talked about last week, but carry it on slightly. So we spoke about how annoying it was that the game was actually three o'clock on Saturday. And then we went on to the bigger sort of agenda of um, why can't you watch all the football matches in the UK, whereas other countries can. We're very limited. It's not even like, you know, we miss out on some. We miss out on a lot. And it's more the further down the league system you go. Yeah. So it came to light that the bid-in was up for the EFL matches, Premier League is next year, I think. And the zone did put a bid in where they were saying they were going to offer streaming of every single match in the EFL. And I think you worked out how many that equated to. Yeah, I think it was every between Championship League One and League Two, it was like one thousand six hundred and seventy games in total. Yeah, and they were going to like offer streaming for all of it. I don't know what the package would look like, how they were going to do it. Obviously, the zone is like a, a Netflix sort of thing, isn't it? Rather than a Sky TV. Yeah, <clears throat> it's more of a sport app, Netflix sort of um, subscription channel. Obviously, they they probably the biggest thing they have or have had or started with was boxing and UFC. I want to say they do. I yeah. Think. I know Eddie Hearn's quite involved with the zone. Yeah, it's his thing, isn't it? I think. I think he owns it. I think. But yeah, it's boxing. I think, I think and... He's got some in some big involvement in it. I don't know if he's like who set it up, but he's quite involved, I believe. Yeah. And they, they have got they have had some like Spanish games on there for a while as well, I think. Yeah, so they're trying to broaden them themselves out today yeah. in sport. And I thought that was a really good idea. But the bad news is that the EFL have confirmed that Sky Sports are the preferred bidder, and these they use the quotes. The EFL has now completed a full and comprehensive review of multiple submissions received as part of its broadcast rights sales process from 2024 onwards. The league will now enter into an exclusive month-long negotiating period with the preferred bidder Sky Sports. No further comment will be made in this matter at the current time. Currently, Sky Sports hold the rights for the EFL in a £119 million a year deal, and they show just 138 games live each season. And I think that worked out as 
two championship matches each week, 20 League One matches over the year, and 10 from League Two. Whereas the zone we're going to show every single match from all of the leagues. How can so is it I, I don't know what the finances involved, like what Sky is offering compared to like the zone. Apparently, BT Sport and another company, Swedish company called Viaplay, also yeah. bid. So I don't know what the difference is in offers were. You'd imagine the zone must have put a big offer in saying they were going to show all of the games. Like, how is that not going to generate more money for the football system? Obviously, Sky are paying off the EFL directly, which they must have gone for the, the, the bid that had the most money given to them, surely. Probably. But then if you ask Sky, why would you bid the highest amount of money to show less games? I just don't get it. Something weird going on there. There must be. It is weird. It is weird because, what would you say, 138 games. I think we worked out that was 8% of all games in the NFL. It's just... It's awful in this, like Why this is that the day best? and age like, now. Surely you can, even if the general bid for the rights is a bit less than what Sky are offering. If they're showing more games, isn't that more lucrative overall? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it for both sides as well because I was looking at some of the comments and there were some fans of like you know League Two and League One clubs saying, well, that would that would hurt them more because. They would suffer more from like fans not going to games where they need they really need people going to the games. So I kind of get that. Um, probably doesn't affect like championship clubs as much because they've got bigger fan bases than they some of them. So I get that, but like I think it's just it's getting ridiculous now that you've got to pay all this money. You've got to pay for Sky. You've got to pay for Amazon. You've got to pay for PT. We've been through this. You've got to pay for all that. You pay for your season tickets. So you can go to all the home games, and then. You know, there's there's no way on earth, like barring some like small percentage of people that can go to every single game. Like, why can't I watch why can't I watch my team? Like that's ridiculous. Like the Cardiff Swans game, how big that is. Why can't we watch it? Like obviously I was lucky enough to have a ticket, but like like you work, for example, and other people work on Saturdays or whatever. Like why why can't they watch this game? Like what why is Sky get to decide they deem that this game is not big enough? So therefore, you can't yeah. watch it. It seems to me Sky's a bit protected here as well. Oh yeah, massively. What's the? It's the EFL, like the Sky Sports Championship. Anyway, it's not, is it? What's the sponsor? Oh no, it used to be. It used to be Sky Bet, didn't it? Yeah, is it still is it Sky Bet now? I don't know. Actually, it's a good question. It will. Yeah, it is. It is still. I wonder if. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe that's part some of underhanded it. money going on here. You know? Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, you're right. I forgot it was Skybet. I remember it being like N Power and Coca Cola Championship. They were best. It's ones. just the the limitation and control. I just don't understand it. Like, and I know you say I don't, I don't know if I fully agree with um, it not benefiting the smaller clubs anymore. I feel like that's a mentality that's sort of. I feel like that's a bit of propaganda at this point from the likes of Sky. And the EFL. No, it was this was they, comments from people on Twitter no, though. Like, no, I know, but what I'm club. saying is, like, they can't answer that definitively though. Even those fans, how can they answer that question? It's never happened, so they don't know. They don't know no, if it what, will or not affect people going to the games. No, just what, just playing devil's advocate or like personally, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. Understand that. I wouldn't like if I could do that. 
Um, if I could watch every game, I would still go to games. Like personally, yeah, and I know a lot of people be saying, "Look, let's let's be realistic." There's a lot of people out there now who do watch every game anyway. That's out there anyway. There's a lot of people who do it. A massive percentage of football fans, I would say, find a way to watch the games anyway, and the crowds are still as they are. So yeah, that, that's what my argument would have been. Yeah. So I I think it, it doesn't really make sense. And that well, the only thing I can see, I just I would want to know how it worked in terms of like the funding. Because if like yeah. the zone pay the EFL X amount, then they can show every game. Then you got to make sure that that money paid to the EFL is properly distributed throughout the system. Then I don't see a problem with it. The only the the, the best solution for me, and we've said it before on this, would be why can't they give the rights to the individual clubs? Like they have done, where you can buy like the game off the club, um, and the and the money goes directly to yeah to the club. But then I, I guess like why. the zone like one zone would probably work work with that, work with the clubs, and say like, look, here's the base fee because we're showing so much more games. We'll have the opportunity to generate so much more money, but we'll generate it through the clubs where they will charge their fans like a fan subscription for their club but then we'll take 50 50 with the club so the zone take 50 for providing the service and then 50 go to the club i don't know something like that well i don't see why that that's not a good option yeah i think it's going to come at some point anyway you'll have like streaming the football games and you'll have like you know like fans commentating and the old like fan zone and stuff like that i think it's just the way that people want to do anymore because i'm i'm bored of it like i just, I just can't be bothered to sit down and watch some Sky games anymore. I used to watch everything. I like I said before. I don't know if it's like an age thing, but it's just boring. I don't want to watch Liverpool and Wolves fifty times a season, and it's just the same old games all the time, and it's the same people on TV. And it's such a boring mid-table Premier League clash, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but like Chelsea and Liverpool were on. Last night, and it's I another like, boring mid-table okay. Premier League. Yeah, I was like, I can't be bothered to watch it. So I just literally couldn't be bothered to watch it. We were Liverpool and Chelsea. God, it's all about like I know. Newcastle and who else is up there these days? Brighton, Brighton, Fulham, Brentford, Brentford. <laughs> I can't believe Brentford are up there, man. Thomas you know Frank's what I mean? Though, like, gotta pay. Yeah, it's a lay. Yeah, can't do. Doing, um, you know, paying like. 80 quid a month for Sky. Oh, we're ahead of Brentford and Fulham. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. They're on Big the same result. points as Brentford. That's crazy. Brentford are on the same points as Liverpool. The team that knocked us out of the playoff yeah. final two years ago are joint on points in the Premier League after 28 games with Liverpool. And Brighton are like four points off the top four, are they? Something like that? No. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're four points off Man United, who. <laughs> Man United with the best season in a long time, still fifth. Yeah, can you imagine Brighton get top four. And and Tottenham, who sacked their manager, are in the top four. It's such a bit of a gulf, though, isn't it? Like you've got Arsenal starting to run away with it, Man Good. City trying to catch them up, and then everyone else. Yeah, it's, literally... like it's going to be quite a poor points tally. It is, but that's but that's what's happening. Obviously, with Man City's money, and thank God Arsenal are having a good season because I think if Man City win it again, the Premier League is dead. Yeah, it's very close to the relegation zone, though, isn't it? Like, oh, it's, the relegation zone mental. Southampton are probably gone, but then from Leicester in nineteenth up to 
Crystal Palace in twelfth. It's five points. Yeah, and uh, all the all the former Swans managers are under the cosh. Oh well, Potter's gone. Rogers is gone. He can come be a system manager if he wants. Yeah, Rogers is gone. Potter's gone, and Cooper's on the verge. Yeah, but Rogers is probably going to go to Tottenham or something in the. Yeah, I would like to see Potter go to Tottenham. I think that was the job for him. He should never have gone to Chelsea, but you have to take the chance. But <clears throat> you have to take it. I feel like Chelsea like didn't know what they were like asking for, really. Yeah, Chelsea. He's just a project, isn't he? You you get a project manager in in the summer, not halfway through the season. Yeah, but Chelsea are like who he wants. Chelsea are the Watford of the Premier League. Oh, they just change managers all the time, just yeah, ridiculously. They got so. the new guy now, and they so they actually give Potter more time than I think he would have had under the last lot. Yeah, their former has been Great poor. Um, they're in eleventh uh, place. It's their worst finish in like forever. If they stay yeah. there, yeah. Well, I do. It's not bad. Shout actually didn't think of Rogers, but either Rogers or Potter go into Spurs. I think I'd be happy with that. Cooper, I feel like it's because they spent so much money, probably. Yeah, but you can't you can't bring in thirty players. It's ridiculous. You only get a twenty three man squad, so signing thirty extra players on top of what you got is ridiculous. So what happened to the seven? They couldn't register. Well, the youngsters. I I don't know. I don't know what they did because obviously they probably got rid of a few as well. But like they would have had way too many players when they to register. What I was going to say is, if you still they're still seventeen, so currently not going down. You've got to surely wait until like they're still a newly promoted club. It's just because they spent money. He's under that pressure, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, but they gave him a new contract, didn't they? Not so long back. Yeah, but they haven't won a game in six games or more. Everton have started yeah. to climb after they? Yeah. I mean, to say that, they're all joined on 27, four of them. West Ham, Everton, Forest, Bournemouth. Um, out of, okay, West so Ham. we've got... There's some big from, clubs in there. From Palace down, so we've got Palace, Leeds. Palace could free fall in there because they stacked their, stacked their matches stupidly. Um, yeah, Palace, Leeds, Wolves, West Ham, Everton, Forest, Bournemouth, Leicester, Southampton. Say we're saying Southampton are gone. What are the two? I would love it if it was like Everton and West Ham. It would be good, but that would make it impossible, even harder for us to go up next season. But it um, would be anyone, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, to be fair, it would. But I think, uh, oh yeah, well, maybe not Forest. Forest would probably have to like buy another thirty players just because they need to pay them or less. Yeah, I think um, I don't know to see like. And Everton come down would just be would just be interesting to see what that's like because West Ham have come be down before. Get back in the team if they come down. Yeah, West Ham have come down before, haven't they? So like we've seen West Ham in the Championship. So yeah, but like Leeds that. have as well, and Wolves have, and Palace have for yeah. a while. No Palace, and I'd like, like Everton. You know, obviously, Everton never been relegated, they? So I'd love to see like Everton in the Championship just just because I just want to see it. I feel like they're going to scrape their way out. Though. Yeah, they'll get out. They it will could be out. Leicester, mind. Leicester, Leicester looking a bit yeah. ropey. Yeah. Apparently they've got a lot of financial troubles, haven't they, Leicester? Yeah, I think so. Kind of went downhill, didn't it, after the owner died, didn't it? Yeah, it's understandable, I guess. It's a bit sad. Yeah, yeah so I mean, interesting yeah. times in the Premier League. I don't know we got onto the Premier League, to be honest, but... I'm talking about Sky when we and just watching all the Premier League games all the time. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll call it there. So thanks for your time, as always, Ali. And um, no We'll try to get one out. I'm going on holiday soon, so we're going to have to get one out next week. 
and then I'll probably have a we'll have to have like a two week break because I won't be here, and then we'll see where the swans are after that. But we'll get one up next week, and then um, hopefully that will keep you going for a couple of weeks, yeah. I guess. Thank you very much, as always, for joining us this far. If you're still here, let us know in the comments your favourite part of uh, the double doob. And um, don't forget to click the big red subscribe button. And we shall catch you next time. See you soon. In a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.